0: Follow on the Holy Spirit In God, amen so we hear this gospel many times throughout the year and if you look at this gospel there's many different questions that come and the first question is a question that we always ask the fact that we're here today the fact that we come to church the fact that we confess the fact that we continue working on our spiritual life is because we've asked this question. And this question from the the rich young man, he says, good teacher, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? How do I get to heaven? How do I get to live with you forever? And that was the question that this young man asked. And then we all know the story. Christ tells him the commandments. And then he, and then like the way I like to look at it, as the man was standing there, like he's he's eagerly waiting for an answer, and he's listening to what Christ is saying. And Christ says, Do not commit adultery. Okay, in this guy's head, check, do not steal, check, do not defraud, do not honor your father and your mother. Uh, do not bear false witness. All of these things, and I can see this man being so excited after Christ finished the list. And saying, when he responded, saying, Teacher, all of these I have observed from my youth. These are easy. I've been doing this since I was very, very young. This is a piece of cake. Like, I'm, I'm good. But then here's where one of the saddest parts in the Gospels are. Because he says, Then Jesus looked at him, loved him, and said to him, One thing you lack. Go your way, sell whatever you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come take up your cross, and follow me. But he was sad at this word, and went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. He couldn't handle it. This is the part that he said, you know what? I could do all the commandments, but up to this point, I can't. I can't do anything past this. Don't tell me, I'm a rich man. That's like, I have all these possessions. How are you going to let tell me to now give up everything? It's not fair. It's not right. And he walked away sad. When we have an encounter with Christ, it's supposed to be the opposite. But this person had an encounter with Christ and walked away sad. What's interesting is the lesson that we learn from this Christ focuses on this richest part for the rest of the the gospel. And this is what I wanted to focus on. The next two comments by Christ makes it very interesting on how we ought to live. So then Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, so he saw, so this man who was seeking left away sad. So then Christ looked at the people who have already dedicated their life to him. And he looked at them and and said something. He said, how hard it is for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God. He just saw this man leaving, who was following the commandments of God, but he wasn't able to give God everything. He wasn't able to sacrifice what he felt was important for God. And the, the disciples were astonished at his word. So the disciples looked at this and said, wow, that's we never thought of it like that. What do you mean how hard is it? Is it wrong to have riches? Is it wrong to, to have money? Is it wrong to have a high-paying job? Is it wrong to have a lot of things in the house? No. But here is the next point. Christ says, Children, how hard it is for those who trust in riches. Trust in riches to enter the kingdom of God. It's a whole different point. Having riches and trusting in riches are two different things. I feel like it's sometimes the the gospels come at a perfect time. And just last week, or the week before, we all celebrated Thanksgiving. And Thanksgiving since we were younger, it's the day that even society tells us, be thankful for everything. Be thankful for everything that you have. What happens not even the next day anymore? Around five o'clock, all the stores open, if they even closed, and what happens for the next few days? The biggest sales of the year. So now that all the stuff that you're thankful for, forget that stuff and start thinking about what else you want. And it and it turns into this mentality of saying, no, I I need this. I need these items. Not that I want them anymore. Because if you want them, you can get them anytime. But I need them at Two o'clock in the morning, Friday morning. I need them on sale. I need them, I need them, I need them. So our mentality changes from Thanksgiving to Black Friday, to that whole weekend, to Cyber Monday. It's this mentality that we're, we're, we are in need of these things. Today's gospel is very... It's, it's, a, it's a tough reading because it doesn't say those who have riches can't go to heaven. No. Since those who trust in their riches. How hard is it for those who trust in their riches? We have to ask ourselves a question. What does it mean to trust in riches? Because I think understanding what it means will help us determine. So trusting equals depending. If I depend on my riches, then I'm in trouble. Because you can't, even, even uh, in the Gospel of St. Matthew on the Sermon on the Mount, he says, you can't have two gods. You can't love God and love mammon, or money, or, or, or just riches. You can't have two. You have to trust in one. You have to give your all to one. And here, he specifically talks about this concept of relying on God and not relying on riches. This man is known as the rich young man. If God didn't want people who are wealthy, who are rich, who have great possessions, to enter heaven, he wouldn't have even considered the conversation. But it wasn't about his income. It was about his mindset. Because when he said, go sell all that you have, give to the poor, and come follow me. He panicked. He panicked. He, 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 he started, he went away sad. He left. He couldn't handle that concept. Depending on, on riches means that anything I need in life will be from my earnings from my possessions. There's a saying that money can't buy happiness. But there's another saying that give me the money and I'll try it. Because some people say, no, like, yeah, some people are not happy with their money, but if I had that money, I will be happy. We try to change the the mentality of what it means to have riches. And when I say riches, I'm not talking about money. Only. Obviously, money plays a big role, but it's also possessions. It's also possessions. A child can be rich. Not necessarily having, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands in their bank account, but having certain possessions and they're comfortable with it. That's not wrong. But when that child holds on to that possession, and is more dependent on that possession than God, that's where the problems happen. So how do we know if we trust in our riches or not? It's easy to know, because it's not a numbers game. It's a mentality game. So how do we, what is the test that helps us understand how we, if I'm dependent on my money or not? Number one, is, do we tithe? Do we tithe? Tithing, donations. The mentality of tithing, Christ, when he explained tithing, he didn't say it in a way where it was up for discussion. Even Christ himself tithed. Tithing is is more on the mentality side then again, a numbers game It's to say that this is God's money. The, way, the reason why I even have finances, the reason why I have riches is because God. So for me to give back is not giving out of charity. This is not a charitable deed. Because giving out of charity means that I have this amount. I, this is my money. And somebody else doesn't have money, I'm going to give them. That's not what tithing is. Tithing is, God provided money for you. Now you, out of your trust in him, give back some of the money. It's not giving back like you don't deserve it, but it's God's money to begin with. The idea of tithing will help us understand how much we depend on our riches. Are we counting every penny are we looking at our our checks and counting okay is well, you know god said 10 percent all right so is a uh, well they take out money for this they take out like we calculate things and we try to we try to come up with formulas but what 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 god tells us that he gives abundantly to us he doesn't sit here and calculate how much he how much love he gives how much mercy he gives so we also must give without, without questioning. Now that being said, it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that we we do it without thinking, but we do it in a way that it's out of love for God. It's out of love for God. God would rather you give out of love than being upset that you're tithing. Like you're saving up for, for that car, you're saving up for that item, you're saving up for something. And then you're like, I have to give this amount. That money won't be blessed. That, that's not tithing in that way. So it's, it's a mentality change to know if we depend on God or do we depend on our riches. The second thing, the second test is do we hesitate in helping others financially? Do we hesitate in helping others financially? What I mean by this is that this season is about gift giving, right? Because Christ himself is the true gift that came to us. So the mentality is that because Christ Christ is the gift of gifts and the same way the wise men went and gave gifts, We remember this season by giving gifts. There's two problems with this. One is when we forget what the season is really about, that the season is about Christ himself and attaining Christ in our life and living with him. Just like Moses went up on the mountain to prepare himself, that's why we fast the 40 days. But the idea of gifts was originally done in a way to remember, Christ came and gave us something that we will never be able to repay. He gave himself. So, in, so when we think of gifts, we have to think in that same mindset. The problem is, sometimes we think of gifts in sense of value, meaning I give this gift, this gift is worth $50, I expect somebody to give me a gift for that same $50. We even created a game out of it with White Elephant, right? Like everybody has, has a value of the, of the gift. But, we've, but we don't now, we forget that giving doesn't equal receiving. Giving is not an exchange. It's important to think about these things always. I just heard a story about a family that every, every uh, year for Christmas, uh, or, or they did this one year and, and it worked out really well, um, the kids all received many, many gifts. And they were so excited opening up the presents on, on Christmas. And then the father came to them and said, which is your favorite gift? What's your favorite, favorite gift? And they all pointed out their, you know, there's, they all like all of the gifts, but this one specifically is, my, is, you know, my favorite. And they said, okay, great. Everybody take their favorite gift, and we're gonna go give it to those who don't have gifts, who are in need. And it taught the kids from that age, what? That it's not about the receiving, it's about the giving. Was it hard for that kid to give up that gift? I'm sure. I'm sure it was. Especially after you said it's my favorite gift. But the idea is that this season is about giving ourselves and giving others. In this gospel, it's not supposed to be a sad gospel. But it was sad for somebody who couldn't Handle the idea of letting go of his possessions during this fast The idea of fasting is the same idea it's we're giving up what we normally would do It's not only about I normally eat Burgers now I'm eating food. It's not about that. It's about now changing our mentality on what I do That's why it's fasting plus prayer. And if we use this time to remove certain distractions out of our life, certain maybe social media, maybe certain uh, shows, certain movies, whatever it is, it also, these are certain riches that we depend on. We depend on these riches. We depend on Netflix in order for us to have a good time. And Christ is saying, it's very hard, it's nearly impossible for someone who depends on their riches to enter the kingdom of God. Because if you depend on your riches, that means you're not dependent on God. You can't depend on on both. One of the, the last things I'm going to mention is... Doing the commandments is important. That's why Christ started with that answer. He didn't just go straight to go sell that all, you, all what you have. He says, these are the commandments. Do you follow them? Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not murder. Honor your father and your mother. All of these commandments are important. But the question is, we have to ask ourselves, are we willing to take the next step in our spiritual life? We all try to follow the commandments. We all try to follow commandments. We all know what's important, but are we willing to take that next jump, that change of mindset to make us live like Christ, that he was living a generous life, that he lived according to how we're supposed to, like he showed us how we're supposed to live and we must live according to him. So I prayed that during this fast, and during this season of Advent and Nativity, there's going to be a lot of Christmas lights and 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 presents and and all this stuff. But that we we think about how we can help others, that we think about how we can depend on Christ and not our riches. And every time, every every few months, it feels there's something that happens in our area that Give us that mindset. For example, we see the, the fire that just happened. Some people lost their homes. If you depended on your home, then what? Like if you depend on something that can go away. You can depend on money, and then you lose all your money. You can depend on your car, and then the car stops working. But with God, depending on him, it's, he's solid, and he will never... Is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So I pray that during this time of fast that we prepare our mind and our heart as we prepare to receive Christ in order to also put our heart on Him and not our riches. And glory be to God forever.